Hey kings, queens, and everyone in between. Dr. O here with another episode of Psych versus Sex. So, how was y'all's weekend? I hope y'all had a good one. Mine was great. So, <clears throat> my birthday was earlier this week, and I officially celebrated it over this past weekend at a resort and spa in Austin. And I found myself being real reflective this birthday go round. Usually people say the first time this happens is when you turn 30. And from what I can remember, this is the first time that I've been this reflective since I turned 30. Um, I was just thinking about my life, y'all. Like where I've been and where I want to head to next was really important to me. I don't know. It was just different this time. Like mentally, I was in a different space and I was really intentional about what I wanted to do because of my goal. And my goal was to relax. That's it. Just relax. Nothing more to it than that. Um, I wanted to get a way to do it, though, um, and be in a different environment And it didn't have to be far away, but just far enough where I could experience some different things. So that's what we did. Me and a few people close to me went and had a low-key, relaxing time. And we had dinner, of course. You know, I'm a foodie. Um, We had uh, a wine tour. We went on a wine tour, which was really nice. Got pedicures and massages. So it was just a really nice time. Um, The only thing is it didn't last long enough. And y'all know how that is. You go for a weekend getaway, and the next thing you know, it's Sunday, Monday, and it's time to go back home. Those few little days went by fast, and I can't say I necessarily was ready to come home when it was time, but it was nice to get away for a while. I needed it because the last few months in particular have been so busy for me, and you know how your mind gets full of things, and then there seems like there isn't enough hours in a day, and then comes the overwhelm, anxiety, whatever else, and on and on and on. So by the time I was ready to leave, I was on some self-care me please, okay? (laughs) I had to dig in my own little self-care toolbox and get to using the tools. But we need that, y'all. We need to prioritize self-care. Even though I know it is It should not be considered a luxury, even though it is. It really should be an essential part of our everyday. And as strong as our bodies are, I think we often take for granted that our physical needs and the care and compassion that we require physically is similar to what's required for our mental and emotional health as well, because it's all connected. So I try to keep that in mind. Um, especially since I was not always good at the self-care thing, I will admit, I would often just work and play whenever later came. And if later came after weeks of no play, then that's just what it was, what it was. But when I entered grad school, more emphasis was placed on self-care and I started to understand the value of self-care more, particularly when I started doing my training in these like different environments, different training environments. I remember earlier in my career when I was working at a residential home and 
I've always been hypersensitive to energy. I will say that. But this was the first time where I noticed it in such a pronounced way, like in a professional setting. I walked in the door to start my shift and could literally feel the tension wash over me from the residents in the house. And I instantly became anxious and I knew I was anxious. I felt like a sense of urgency, like a fluttering in my chest. And the chef on staff, shout out to Renee, <laughs> she she got me started with eating guacamole. Random fact. Thank you, Renee. Anyway, I'll never forget her saying to me, their urgency is not your emergency. And I thought that was profound at the time and have I've carried that with me and it served me well because in this field, in the mental health field, you deal with crisis situations and people who have dealt with varying levels of trauma. And because of that, sometimes many people come at you with this urgent energy. And if you're not careful, you can absorb that and it can affect the way you treat and provide services to those people. So I practice self-care and learn how to manage my emotions through coping skills that I acquired and tried out over time. I also, as I grew as a clinician, gained a deeper understanding of the dynamic between myself and my clients, which made it easier too. And it's funny because I was talking to one of my clients last week and she was telling me about a book she was reading called Rest is Resistance by Trisha Hersey. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. And we got into this conversation about what a brilliant term that was because we live in a society where on one side, people feel like they can't rest because they just can't afford to. They've got work. They've got kids, sick parents. They're sick. Relationships, school, social media, and the list just keeps going. It just goes on and on. And on the other hand, you have people who tell those people I just mentioned, the sleep is for suckers. You got people pushing the narrative that you only need three to four hours and you're good. Three to four hours of sleep, that is. Um, while you sleeping, I'm grinding, so I'm getting what's yours. You're lazy. You don't want it bad enough. You're weak, blah, 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 blah. To the point where we are out here running ourselves into the ground, literally, Right, like literally running ourselves into the ground, trying to keep up with some arbitrary or unattainable thing. And thing, I use that in quotes, whatever that thing is. Like rest is looked at as going against the grain or a thing to be judged. And that's wild to me because I don't think it used to be like that. But I get the mindset, though, because we've been conditioned, particularly in this country, to think that way. We all got some FOMO going on, like fear of missing out, fear of missing out. And it causes anxiety. And maybe some will argue that the middle ground between the two is the sweet spot. Um, like, let me get my rest and still be able to do everything I need to do in a day. And in a perfect world, we will be able to conduct ourselves that way. However, <laughs> we live in an imperfect world. And oftentimes this is just not the case. Because life be life, y'all. It really does. And so I say that to say we have to slow ourselves down <clears throat> and be more intentional about listening to our bodies and identifying what 
our bodies need. And it doesn't have to be some grand self-care gesture either. Like you don't have to catch a plane and go halfway across the world on some eat, pray, love type stuff. It can be a hot bath, cuddling up somewhere and reading a book in your house, yoga, looking in the mirror and affirming yourself. That's powerful too. Feels weird and sometimes ineffective at first, but it really is powerful over time. Exercising taking a vacay from social media, which is a big one, or from talking to others, and just sitting in the quiet, which could be super beneficial. And it's okay to do that. And your brain will probably thank you for doing that because it'll finally be able to jump off I-90 and shift down a few gears so that you're able to gain some clarity about some things. Maybe get some answers to some questions you've been asking yourself. Like, who knows? But just giving yourself the opportunity is the point. Another reason why um, I wanted to bring this up was because we're moving so fast through life, trying to not get left behind, that we can sometimes unintentionally isolate ourselves or miss out on remaining connected with the people that we love. Now, does this mean you have to be on the phone every day with everyone? Nope, not at all. Let me be the one to tell you, not at all. But as a person who gets tunnel vision pretty easily, it's something that, again, you have to be mindful of. That's one of the reasons why I loved being able to get away with some of my folk this past weekend, because it was a chance to catch up, reconnect, and not be concerned with the everyday stuff, you know. And this is especially important in intimate relationships because you can be in the same house with someone and still be distant or isolated from them. And it doesn't necessarily mean y'all got beef of any kind. It just means that between work, kids, if you have them, family, finances, and like other responsibilities in and out of the household, it's been a minute since y'all been able to rub up on each other. You know what I mean? To get close and really be able to see each other. And that's why why you'll hear many professionals and just people in general, particularly those that have been in more or less healthy long-term relationships or marriages say, continue to date each other. And they say that for a lot of reasons. And you want to continue to date each other for a lot of reasons. Some we've already mentioned, like staying connected, keeping what they call the spark, Um, A reminder about why y'all fell in love with each other in the first place, like all those things. And a getaway or a staycation could be just the thing you need to get it going again. So today I'm going to share with you a couple things, seven tips on my have you tried this lately list to put that like oomph back into your intimate relationship. Okay, so let's jump into it. Number one, stimulating conversation. So some people may think like, duh, I have conversations with my partner all the time. But listen, we run around all day taking care of life and start to have these very like surface level conversations with our partners without even realizing it. Ask yourself now, like, do the conversations with your partner look the same as it did in the beginning? Think about what your first date or first dates were like. Like, how was that conversation? What kind of mindset and language did you use to get to know each other? 
And yes, like mentally stimulating conversation can lead to laughter too. I'm not saying you have to have these super serious conversations all the time because a huge part of healthy relationships is being able to laugh and to not take each other too seriously, right? And I think doing this exercise speaks to the friend in us, right? Like that's the most healthy and sustainable way to stay, I'm sorry, to start an intimate relationship if your significant other is your friend, right? That really gives the relationship a firm foundation. And also a part of having mentally stimulating conversation requires a certain level of emotional maturity so that you both can go beyond that surface level threshold. Conversation serves many purposes. And if your partner feels safe with you, You might find out some things that even if you've been together for years, it can be some new info that you didn't know about the person before. And not to mention, it's a real turn on for both men and women. Like you can literally turn your partner all the way on with intellect without one single touch, without touching them at all. It could be this like fiery, passionate kind of thing. Okay. Number two massages now this is one of my favorite things to do just in general like I, I, I ain't gonna lie I'll jump on someone's table in a minute and get a good rub down y'all just saying but I digress you can slide to one of these intimacy stores and pick you up some sensual oils you can even get the edible ones so you can give them a little extra treat while you're giving a massage and vice versa But again, it takes for you to slow down and create the moment. So put the kids to sleep or send them over to their grandparents' house for the weekend. If you can, light some candles, put on some music to set the vibe, lay and relax and just be ready to give and receive, right? Like be open to that. It's a great way to build intimacy and again, relax, Plus, touch is stimulating in itself and can light up that pleasure center in our brains to get those juices flowing, really. So, like, why not, you know? Now, I'm not responsible if y'all end up snoring instead of sexing. How the night ends up, like my girl Tab say, is y'all business, okay? (laughs) The next one is sharing your deepest fantasies. So, don't be afraid to explore your fantasies with your partner. Now, this takes an even deeper level of trust between the two parties because some people are ashamed of their innermost fantasies. They think they're going to be judged if they share them. Um, So again, it takes a level of emotional maturity. And really, if it's something that you're uncomfortable with um, or something that you are comfortable with and it doesn't cross any moral, ethical, ethical boundaries of yours then just let loose like this also deepens your intimacy level and makes your partner feel more comfortable to share with you their intimate needs and can be difficult sometimes when with even the closest partners right to share your intimate needs so doing this can deepen that the next one is naughty games and I believe this is number four so go to one of those intimacy intimacy sex toy stores 
and grab you some bedroom games. If you a little shy or embarrassed, you know, put on your glasses, a little hat, whatever you got to do. But grab you some bedroom games, loosen up and have fun with it. It could add a little spice to your sex life or just add to the intimacy in your relationship in general, y'all. Like, I'm here for the adult charades, the cake game, oral dice, seductive storytelling. I mean, you know, hell, if you got the stamina for it, you could try the 30-day position challenge too. Men, y'all thank me later. (laughs) And on and on and on and on. But if you're wondering what these games are, you can find them on the internet along with many other games that are like push the envelope and push you to get creative behind closed doors. The point is, think of your bedroom like you and your partner's private little sanctuary where the only rules are what you make them because you've got the freedom to do so. The next one, number five, is try intimacy in a new area of your home. So I'm talking laundry rooms on top of the washer when it's on spin cycle, bathrooms, garages, cars. Yes, I said garages and cars. Don't judge me. Okay. Y'all judging me or no. (laughs) I mean, we're going to keep it as sanitary as we can, but it's all about the thrill and excitement. And don't act like many of y'all ain't done it in at least some of these places before. Okay. Again, we're working to activate this pleasure center and get a heavy dose of dopamine flowing in our brains, all right? So when you wake up from that good old night's rest and people at your job is noticing a little extra pep in your step, baby, let me tell you, okay? You know, drive somewhere, you know what I mean? But don't get arrested, y'all. Don't, don't, don't do that. We're not going to do that. The next one, number six, is role play. So... Go to one of those sexy costume stores. So you're going to be making a lot of trips. You know, go to the sex store, costume store, you know what I mean? Get some essential oils. You can get oils from anywhere. You don't have to go to a sex store to do that. But you're going to be taking some trips. You know, you might want to get it all in one. But you're going to grab you the naughty nurse or damsel in distress costume for my ladies, for example. Tell your man to knock on the door and play the mailman, the postman, the construction worker, whatever. And then just get at them. In whatever way you see fit. My men, tell your woman to put on a wig and act as the nurse, the housekeeper, a woman of the night, if you into that, and get active. It's all really up to you. You don't have to have a costume for it. Just assign the roles and it's lights, camera, action. Like, we getting into it. That's it, you know? And even for a date night, like they do in the movies, you know, y'all can take separate cars and meet out at dinner for the first time, quote unquote, like on a first date and who knows where the night will end up, but allow it to unfold the way it's going to unfold. Role playing, it like pushes you to release some of those inhibitions and just have fun. You know, no real like stringent expectations. You don't, you don't have to overthink it. And the last one, Kama Sutra. So some of you might have heard this term before. And many people think it's just about a bunch of different sex positions. But it's, it, it really is more than that. Um, it's actually an ancient Indian writing about eroticism, pleasure, emotional fulfillment. You can look it up. And if you want to know more, um, you could buy the book. 
Yes, they have a book that includes more than just the sex positions, y'all. Or if you want just the sex positions, you can look up some Kama Sutra sex positions and try them over the course of different sessions you and your partner have and see which ones, you know, you both like best. And a little tip for that is after you try some of the positions, talk to your partner. Don't be afraid to talk to your partner about which positions you did and did not like. Okay, because sometimes having conversations about what you don't like your partner to do in bed can be hard. No pun intended, (laughs) but it can be intimidating because the last thing you want to do is offend your partner or leave them feeling like they don't measure up in bed. So practicing some of the Kama Sutra positions can allow you to have that conversation without the critique Um, being directed at your partner per se okay so yeah that's it those are the seven tips um initially these tips were a part of my perfect date night series or a perfect date night in series where you know you can do all of these things and not have to leave the house you know um but I wanted to share them in general in hopes that this reminds you that you have the freedom as long as it's legal to explore your own sexuality and the intimacy between you and your partner in whatever way you want, you know, and we know that making the time is difficult sometimes, but structuring, um, prioritizing, scheduling, setting boundaries, like all these things can make it easier. And remember y'all, some of these are not things that have to take a bunch of time or have to be these huge gestures. Take an hour to get away with your partner just to get in touch with them for a minute. You know, you could watch a show together, play a non-sexual board game or card game together. You can be creative, you know what I mean? Um, It takes effort, which is why one of the most common words people use to describe relationships is work. But is for the benefit of the relationship in the long run. Not to mention, not to mention the physiological benefits that come with increased intimacy and physical connection. So according to familyinstitute.org, marriage.com, and ncoa.org, or the National Council of Aging, you know, I did some research here, um, The benefits physiologically include an increase in oxytocin. And oxytocin is what they refer to as the love hormone. So it's the hormone that gives you all the warm, warm and fuzzies inside. And it's like, who doesn't like to feel warm and fuzzy? (laughs) It's definitely not a negative thing to feel. I like to feel warm and fuzzy. But it does increase that. It's... um, Research has found that it reduces risks of stress, depression, and anxiety. Um, It boosts your immune system response, builds stamina, and burns calories. So, see, you ain't even got to go to the gym, okay? Okay, you got to still go to the gym. But you get my point, okay? You get my point. It's an exercise session in itself. Better sleep, um, and just an overall decrease in physical symptoms. Okay, so yeah, and there's others too, right? So if we can't do it for the pleasure of it, 
do it for the physical and mental benefits. Okay, cool. Got it. Good. (laughs) All right, y'all. This concludes the episode. Um, I hope you take what I've mentioned here into your intimate spaces and try it out. If you're bold enough, you can share it with me. Um, and let me know how it goes or not. Cause like I said, what goes on behind your closed doors is your business. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at yes, you're human. That's Y E S U R H U M A N. I'll catch y'all next week when we continue the conversation, but until then, let this be a good week, safe and prosperous one. (laughs) Talk soon y'all. Bye-bye.